welcome to the Relatable Equestrian. I hope that you enjoy this podcast. Today's podcast is with the lovely Lindsay Rickard and it's another one of our local rider podcasts. Uh, Lindsay is just the most lovely person and she's also really funny and I just love speaking to her. So I really hope that you enjoy hearing her horsey story. Just before we start, I just want to let you know um, there is a little bit of a delay sometimes. So it'll just sound like I've answered a bit late or the person's talked over me a little bit. Um, It's not too bad. And hopefully the more I do, the sort of better I'll get at um, getting people to sort of pause a bit after I've spoken. But I just thought I'd let you know so no one thinks I'm really rude and I'm like talking over people. Let's get started. So, um... Do you want to start off by saying where in the county you're from and what sort of discipline you enjoy the most, what you sort of do? Okay, Uh, my name's Lindsay and I am from Camborne, so kind of West Cornwall. I have, I would say, it's hard to say my best discipline because I think I've had a go at most things. Yeah. Um, So I have, I've enjoyed showing I've enjoyed um, hacking, just generally having been around horses and really recently have started to get into a bit of dressage. Lovely. Okay. Um, And so do you you want to just give us a sort of brief overview of your sort of riding career? So um, when you started riding and just take me through like the your first horse and then the horses you've had since then and we'll sort of delve into that as we go probably okay and how long should it be like when you say brief just just start talking about what you've done and I'll either cut in and shut you up or (laughs) or I'll cut in and ask another question so all right yeah just get through it it's all good uh so I come from a a definite non-horsey family um and my love affair with horses started before I I even remember and I pestered my parents so much that for my fifth birthday I had some riding lessons and a horse cake which I can just about remember (laughs) um my parents were not horsey they didn't really get and you know they don't really understand they supported me but they don't really get it um my mother did try to in- join in so we both were having lead rein lessons at the same time uh, and I carried on and she kind of thought this is not for me so that's where it started um I then had a little break because I fell off a, a naughty pony called Peggy and <laughs> I rem- <clears throat> put me off as a child a little bit but by the time I was sort of seven I was back on yeah. and I went up to Wheelbuller and started having lessons again at the age of 10 and you couldn't keep me out of there then. So I, I gained a Saturday job there to, um, you know, work, I suppose, for the day, helping at the riding school in exchange for a lesson. So that took me from sort of 10 to 14. And I took that job extremely seriously, extremely seriously. And uh, during that time, I used to walk home from school and, and being horse mad, you know what it's like, anything in a field, anything that's riding past, you have to stare at it and try and <laughs> try and talk to the people, find out what it's called, you know, all those kind yeah. of things. Um, and there was some horses in a field that I saw every day. And one day I happened to catch the owners there and, <clears throat> and wore them down, basically. So they invited me to come and start riding and they had it was a baptism of fire they had a mixture from miniature Shetlands to a Shire and I pretty much rode all of them 
you know like you do oh, when you're really? 15 you don't care about what's going to happen no. <laughs> um and off that was a year um riding for them which was a real steep learning curve i fell off loads <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know tried to learn something and got back on again and then they were selling my favorite pony honey who was a section b she was really naughty i believe it or not my first pony was a honey yes i know we've come full circle this honey was actually even naughtier than the honey we've got now (laughs) uh but i loved her she uh, and she she came up for sale and i was heartbroken and my parents not really having much money gave me the option that i had a little trust fund going where they put a few quid in every year I had 700 pounds in it. It was meant to be for my first car, but they said, look, the pony is 650. If you really want this, then the money's yours. And well, you can imagine how happy I was. So you got your first pony then. Um, So take us from there. Uh, So the first pony, so she would move faster than a speeding bullet and buck at the same time. So I'd have to... (laughs) I really had to learn not just to ride riding school ponies. You know, that was my first yeah. dip into actually riding a horse that's not in a riding school. And there is a difference. Um, and you better bloody hold on and learn to ride. And <laughs> she was fantastic. The, the sad thing is I outgrew her pretty quick. You know, she was 13 hands and I had to sell her, which completely broke my heart, completely. Oh, but, yeah. you know, you these are all things that we have to learn as we go along with this and there was to be an upgrade um I found the upgrade in a field not far from home she was a large thoroughbred mare who I couldn't get on and my mother took me non-horsey saw me struggling to get on and thought I don't think this is a good idea so she called my riding instructor and said would you come and have a look at this horse because I don't know anything and the riding instructor took one look and went absolutely no way (laughs) This is not <laughs> the sensible choice. So oh it was back up to Wheelbuller. Well, back up to Wheelbuller where they had a cob. I absolutely did not want a cob, but they brought this cob out and I reluctantly got on and yeah. I joined the students' lesson where there was a fence of about three foot and this cob just sailed it. And I thought, well, well, okay then, I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah. And um my mother, I was a hundred pounds short, so my mother put said if you buy this cob I'll put the money in myself and she did and sadly or you know a twist of fate my mum died about two weeks after I bought that cob and I I often think you know that that kind of thing was meant to be because I then spent a lot of time more time than most skipping school riding you know and yeah it was it was it was meant to be I think yeah and that sort of um I guess you you made a really sort of special bond with that horse then. Um, yeah, I would. Because it sort of probably got you through a lot, I would imagine. Yes, and but yeah. then for me it wasn't. I didn't have transport or anything. It wasn't it, the competitions were more uh, Jim Carners and you know not like the kind of stuff we have now. So I would hack to anything, Campbell and Show, Troon Show, Gwydion. <laughs> uh, some listeners will remember they had um a cross country out there I would hack to that the hunter trials and just hack there do it hack back you know everything was done <laughs> everything you could ride to was done and and yeah. you, the headspace that that gives you as a teenager is immeasurable yeah definitely yeah it teaches you so much I think having a horse at a young age <clears throat> um 
just so much to learn isn't so there, much and the hard work you know having yeah. to get up before school there was nobody that was going to do it it was very clear like if you want this horse that's fine but we we can't help you you know this is yours mm-hmm. and you I, I love oh you know the alarm would go off at six before school I would I, you know it, was, it hurts now but back then it was like out the bed gone I couldn't be happier <laughs> I couldn't be happier to be doing it yeah oh that's lovely um so where did you go from there then how long did you have your cob for so the cob was called Miz and I had her um from when I was uh so she was a four-year-old and I lost her when we were learned together I lost her when she was 17 so I kept her the whole time um we got up to all sorts jumping all kinds of things we shouldn't have been jumping including (laughs) my brother because he was stupid and have to lie down under a fence my parents can you imagine what the trouble I would have been in but you know when you're 15 16 you just you don't look at it that way do you so yeah she got me through a lot of my lifestyle oh bless her um okay so then did you have another horse alongside her or or did you get the next horse when you lost her. so when I got to about 17 I still ha- I still had her uh, but then I started training as a veterinary nurse and I was living alone at 18 sorry living alone I didn't ha- drive at that point and I was uh, studying so things became quite tricky to get to her twice a day so I put her on loan to a really lovely family locally um, and you know I could go and see her whenever I wanted I knew she was looked after but I hit that time in my life where I was going through the the motions of the trauma I'd had younger, finding my way with a job and and having a Mm. horse just, I wasn't doing her any justice. So we just, it was Mm. the right thing at that point. And then I was horseless for a few years. Well, she was, she was alive and close to me. I could see her whenever and have a cuddle. And, but um, personally, I stopped riding for a little while. Um, And then I got back into riding and I saw an advert online on a private group <clears throat> for uh, uh, people that were riding. So I thought, well, what the hell? I'm going to put myself out there and see what's local. I was living in Chasewater at the time. And um, I kind of wrote an advert for myself, uh, like rusty but willing. And somebody saw it and asked me to come along and meet their horses. And her name was Deborah. Uh, yeah. And uh, we um, have remained friends ever since. <laughs> I went and rode her yeah, horses right. and that's how we met. And that was probably 12, 12, 13 years ago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, my nan then passed away and left me some money, which I paid off a lot of debt that I had. And I had about three or four grand left of debt and about three or four yeah. grand left of money. The sensible thing would have been to pay it off. <laughs> but I thought blow it I'm my nan would who would do that <laughs> my nan would want this for me and uh, yeah. I set about looking for a horse and that that meant taking my non-horsey husband now with me to record and dissect and ask questions with me and he was just bored rigid and uh, <laughs> we traveled the length and the breadth of the country I'm not even joking and one one week I said I've got one to see in Wales this was honey my current horse and he went okay like oh here we go again he said where is it yes I said it's well darling it's just over the bridge it's fine it wasn't it was nearly Ireland but I didn't (laughs) I didn't tell him until he put it in the sat nav and his face was like oh for god's sake so we went and she was fine she was very quiet and everything and um 
I said to him, what do you think? He went, just buy the bloody horse. <laughs> just buy it. And so I bought her and that was 11 years ago. Yeah, and so how old was Honey? She was quite young. She then. was around seven, eight when I bought her, yeah. and um, she had done a little bit. She was in a riding school, but being rid- she was she wasn't part of the riding school. She belonged to the instructor. She's a lovely girl. I'm still in touch with, and um, oh. she had done a little bit of everything. And they were quite into Wales countryside. It was quite quiet, and um, I brought her home. She we opened the the lorry. And she flew down the trailer, the, the ramp, with like a flurry of foam and like a fire-breathing dragon. And I thought, oh, <laughs> what have I done? And uh, brilliant, yeah. She, the, the classic saying, "What have oh, I honestly?" Bought? <laughs> that is exactly. And even Dobbs looked at me as just say, "What have you bought?" That is not what was on the video. So. Anyway, give you know what they're like. You need time to settle down. Don't you know? Don't judge yet. So, I got on her blissfully ignorant and uh the first ride was eventful we met a tractor and she i rode her at it because it was parked across the bridle way and she nearly had me off like really panicked and i thought oh god i'm out of my depth here you know rode home tears rolling down the face the next day i went out i'm gonna do this and i went to meet a friend and um we were just hacking down a small lane and believe it or not a chicken uh crossed the road and <laughs> as the chicken crossed the road in front of us, she sort of stopped and, you know, did the whole eyes. And this chicken just, ple- you know, just plucked under its wing. And that was enough. She was gone. She spun around, dropped me on the floor. And I was just sitting oh, there thinking, God. I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> Why did the chicken well, cross the road? Exactly. The There's definitely honey. a joke there. <laughs> to, get, to break my rib. Because that's actually what happened. I broke my ribs. Oh, no. Oh, and God, like, I ripped off. my new Christmas coat, which really upset me. But there you go. Oh, oh well. Okay. So, but you did get through it with Honey, and um, you've had lovely years with her. Do you want to just say the sort of few things that that you've really enjoyed? Some little highlights from your time with her. So, Honey um, is is very. Everyone comments on how beautiful she's. A, um, a Connie Irish draft. She's done, uh, and she's got the eyelashes. You know. So we. Once I stopped falling off and really got to know her, and I learned a lot then, I learned that horses need, a, they, they benefit from a leader rather than a boss. And the longer I mm-hmm. bossed her to try and be brave, the worse it got. Once I relaxed yeah. and she saw me as a leader or, or someone to, I had un, things under control, our relationship changed mm. dramatically and I can do anything with her now. And so we've been showing, which we loved. She particularly loves the extension. So uh, oh. we can really open up. And she's honestly, she's loved that. Um, we've done a little one day event. We have done a little bit, a tiny bit of dressage. Unfortunately, she, I, I got pregnant. Not unfortunately, I got pregnant, but she went out on loan and <laughs> during that time and broke her leg. Oh and gosh, um yeah. I had a call two days after having a cesarean to say, look, she's really ill and uh, I don't know if I can oh, fix her. Um, we can send her for a bone scan, um, which was £10,000, or we can put her to sleep. Mm. I had insurance, right. but the insurance mm. limit was £5,000. Yeah, it's not usually no. that much, is it? And I was yeah. on maternity leave and I just thought, what am I going to do? So fortunately, I had a chat with Hannes at Penmullen and he said, look, she's a really nice person. So let's at least go out trying. 
and yeah. he, he took out yeah. nine fragments of bone out of her hock and, and said the best you can expect is a is a plod around the block you know um but he did an amazing job we had luck on our side she was a good girl throughout the recovery and within about i would say 18 months we did our first event (laughs) and she was never lame she was never lame for all of that time and so i got another four five years of normal fun riding going to big shows hacking for 10 15 miles and she was never lame yeah oh I know it has caught us up now. That's testament to good care. That is and some luck, you know, and some luck. She, we did a, um, we did a fun ride at Cornhill, which she particularly loves that one, and she was particularly excited. Not you know about eighteen months ago, and she she came home lame, and I thought she's massively overdone it because she she was a prat to be honest, but she was having a lovely time, Um, and (laughs) she never she's never come sound and. I've had her x-rayed and she's got arthritis obviously in that joint and in many other places yeah. now. So she is uh, living the life of Riley in the field. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's lovely for her though, that she had so much longer than she would have had. I'm know, extremely so. grateful for what we had because we, yeah. it changed our outlook. I was rather than being scared and thinking, Oh God, I want to go, but what might she do? I kind of had the mm-hmm. conviction to go just bloody do it. Just, just say yes yeah. and try what's the worst yeah this is our second chance and and I guess with horses sometimes we're really good at saying oh I'm not ready or I shouldn't because of this but the reality is yeah. there is a time none of us know how long we've got with our horses absolutely. just enjoy yeah. it just enjoy them enjoy them you know absolutely yeah yeah I can definitely relate to that um and so I know that you I know you're riding um something else um now and so I'd obviously love to hear about that because that might be the horse that people see you on but I just have to ask um if you had to describe Honey as a person how would you describe her? I would describe her as a kind blonde bombshell that has the field all organized into doing exactly what they should be doing yeah <laughs> that's brilliant yeah and she'd know she'd know she was gorgeous oh, she, as well she? when the geldings curvaceous when and... the geldings walk past she, every lots of people comment on her eyelashes they're really long and she definitely gives them yeah. a good batter as they go by <laughs> <laughs> oh bless her oh um yeah so do you want to tell us about sort of what you're up to now that she sort of retired from her ridden career and <clears throat> um, I've seen you've been riding another <laughs> lovely horse so do you want to tell us about so that um obviously when your horse gets retired and you can't ride uh, I've got some lovely friends who let me ride theirs but it's not the same is it you know and no, I'm so lucky no. to, that people trust me to ride their horses but I definitely missing I like to work towards a goal I like to improve if I haven't got that goal, yeah. I've realised I'm a bit lost. You know, I like to ride towards something, even however tiny. Um, and and yeah. a lady that I knew years ago, we used to show boxes together, actually, got in touch and said she'd just bought a four-year-old uh, Irish, little Irish cob called Yoshi. And yeah. would I like just right. to come and have a sit? And I thought, do you know what? I would, I would, I would like to have a little sit. Thank you very much. And she hired the school um, and I went over. And sometimes you just sit on a, on a horse and you think, 
I feel really at home, you know, I, I feel really comfortable here. Yeah. And um, I wrote him and he was fabulous. Big smiles got off. Not long after she pick, picked up an injury, which meant she was going to be out of the saddle for a little while. And I got another message. Would you like to come back and, you know, make it a bit more right. permanent? And it, it's kind of transpired that we've got this brilliant relationship now where his owner likes to do the things she likes and I like to do mm -hmm. different things. So I like to do a bit of jumping and I like to do a bit of dressage and a bit more comp competing. And he's only a baby yeah. and he needs a bit of guidance sometimes. Um, I can't yeah. really look after a horse. I have an illness at the moment that's come on in the last two years, which means grooming and handling them. It's very hard for me, whereas she loves all of that. So we've got this oh. kind of share going on now, which is working for us so well um and oh, we're exactly. just doing a little bit he's only a baby so we've done a little bit of dressage just local and having lots of lessons and getting them over a few poles which he's terrified of <laughs> and um <laughs> we're really enjoying the ride all of us three of us together which is great oh lovely and and what what might you sort of like to do them you said you like to work towards something have you got like a little goal like oh i'd love to get him to novice level i'd love to get to jump into it now. Yeah, right now i think like we have had a reasonable attempt locally um at some intro this the short-term goal i think for me would i i would like to get him to a few more venues so he gets really excited and and overwhelmed in the warm-up so we've really concentrated on right. one or two venues i would really like to the, the little goal would be just to do the intros in some new places where it might be a bit busier, where there's people that I don't yeah. know and that can be a bit intimidating um, and test yeah. us under those circumstances. The next step would be getting his canter together because he's quite unbalanced. And and a, a prelim is really where, where, as far as I can look ahead at the moment, um, and potentially yeah. in the next couple of years, a little riding club one day event would be a dream yeah that would be awesome yeah we'll get you doing <laughs> well, well funny you should say that <laughs> i've already had somebody knocking on the door saying hey would you like to uh yeah. would you like to come and join yeah. in and we've been looking at that and we're just about ready to join up so that we're really we're, the owner and i are both oh. really excited yoshi's like wherever we go yeah, yoshi he's got that kind of face that people go oh you know he's got a little fan club going so even if we mess it up People seem we, it's all forgiven. It's all smiles, and we have another crack next time. Oh, that's that's lovely. It's a lovely way to to look at your competing. Um, and sort of as well, we're on the topic of competing. And um, you you sort of mentioned that like a busy warm up or something might be a little bit more intimidating. I just was going to ask this. You know, what is it? Anything that you do find hard about competing? Is is it the warm up that's intimidating to him or you or? Is there anything you struggle with? When I you're think competing? initially it's my problem in that I might look around um, the lorry park and see people with big lorries or really fancy horses or and I instantly think, oh, God, I don't stand a chance here. And I need to get that. I need to get that mindset. Just focus on what we're doing and try and do what we do yeah. to the best. He we, we, it's buzz, yeah. horses buzzing around him, particularly ponies. He just finds them a mind-blowing experience. So we just need to see more. I think it's just going to come down. Yeah, just yeah, just hours. And never worry, never worry about what's in the warm-up because do you know what? The amount of times that the consistent test is the one that wins. Yeah, I you know? 
So, and do you know what that kind of happened for us at Christmas? We we went all out on our fancy dress, and I got on and thought, I don't know if I feel a bit silly now because there were some professional-looking people, and um, we were there like like Christmas had vomited all over us. And I went in and just thought, just keep him calm, just just it's not a big deal just keep calm be as accurate as you can and we went and won both tests Uh, and you could have blown me down with a feather but watching the videos back I think we weren't a fancy test but we were just quiet and consistent you know slow and steady wins the race sometimes and I think that that you know it's good not like you say don't go looking around just concentrate on what you do and try and do it as best as you can on the day yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's brilliant, Lindsay. Good. Um, and so is there like a better time? So obviously this podcast is supposed to be to make it that people feel they can go and sort of chat to people at shows because they might like have heard a little bit about them on the podcast and go, oh, she sounded really nice. So, you know, I'll go and try talking to Lindsay. Um, but is there like a particular time that you'd be like, I, I can't deal with having a chat right now, like, you know, the warm-up or or are you, you quite always... I, I, show because or... I get nervous, I'm not chatty. But that doesn't mean that I don't yeah. want to. It generally means that my yeah. lips have stuck to my teeth with stress <laughs> and a dry mouth. And, <laughs> you know, I I loved... I, I'm real... I feel at the events, I feel a real team player that sometimes I feel a bit of an idiot because if I wish somebody well done or good luck... You know, those are really important things. And if if anybody could see me getting tried to get bucked off in the uh, in the corner and they a little smaller a wave, that would be very appreciated. I would never. I would always yeah. welcome anyone to say hello. Always. Okay, bad. So deep conversations probably after the test. <laughs> a, a yeah. Smile, a high, yeah. Or whatever is. is I, I shouted, "You got this!" As I'm bronking across the long side would be wonderful. <laughs> brilliant love it um and so going away from competing a little bit now um let's just talk a little bit about you um and your sort of daily life so people sort of yeah they know what what you've maybe been doing to uh, get to that show so um I just wanted you to sort of tell me about your your typical day I know it's a bit weird at the moment but um you know, what would your day be with, like, if you if you got to look after Honey and do Yoshi and the children Fine. and all the rest of it? So, um, so my typical, yeah. there is no typical day, but um, I've got two children. Um, <laughs> Lottie's four, Sonny's eight. And I have to say, I almost sold Honey once because I thought there's no way I can have a family and a horse, like, cost-wise, time-wise. In actual fact, it's the, the reverse. I have to have a horse yeah. <laughs> because... That is my therapy, you know, when when the days are a bit tricky, yeah. particularly so now. The children usually would go to school. I work three days a week in um in a vet. So I'm a veterinary nurse, but I also am practice manager now. Um I'm really lucky, yeah. really lucky in that because I've been I've been poorly for the last year or two and I take a lot of medication, which means in the mornings I I, I don't feel too good straight away. So the, the jumping out of yeah. bed at six, like I used to do, is a distant memory. But the yard I'm on is super supportive. And there's one lady in particular that helps me out with the morning. So she'll let honey out and sometimes muck out my stable. And then 
and then I will do the evenings um, and then the weekends. I just spend it, it has to be organized because there's so much as everybody with the household. You've got shopping, meal planning, all those unexpected things to keep on top of school runs, yeah. work things. Um, and then at the weekends, um, I, I then get to ride Yoshi. So his mummy looks after him through the week and I get little updates and videos of new kit or things he's done and got in trouble for and things like that so um it's it's still a well-oiled machine like anybody having horses knows exactly where I'm coming from it doesn't just happen you have to there are sacrifices no. and you have to be organized yeah absolutely but they're worth it a hundred percent yeah yeah no that's like you say they are such a therapy somebody um a good friend of mine she always says to me horses they drive absolutely you and they keep you sane and it's like absolutely I just that's the best way to explain having a horse isn't it um yeah oh that's brilliant um and so like, is there anything um that you want to talk about in particular that you'd like to are there any changes that you'd like to see happen in the horsey world or in the local horsey world or is it just anything you want to sort of get off your chest I, on this podcast? I think if anything the last year or two um, with the pandemic and the changes and sacrifices that people have had to make I think we should never forget um, if you have horses in your life if you're lucky enough to have horses in your life we're really privileged and I know some days mm -hmm. are hard like you're covered in mud there's no money there's another thing gone wrong um but we are we do all share that passion and I think sometimes mm -hmm. it can be a bit we can be a bit too quick to judge somebody else um just like I've described with the lorries in the park you know underneath yeah. that hat and that hairnet generally is a nice person behind that Facebook page Absolutely. is a nice person choose yeah. your words and, yeah. and, and be open to, to making new friends because actually the support and friendship through having horses I think has has just enhanced my experience all the way along yeah and I know you've got like a really you're a really lovely yard that you're on and it, it's so nice and it, one of the reasons I wanted to do this like I find it's actually can be a really yeah. lonely sport um and I think particularly because yeah. you're not competing at the moment it is just like you just going through the motions and doing it and there's just sort of yeah. no goals and there's yeah. no one to talk to about it and it's it's so so yeah and I think that's a really sort of valid point that um you know we need to all understand that we really are yeah. all in the same boat um and that chances are whatever you're feeling the person in the lorry next <laughs> yeah. to you is or has forgotten insane, something so, and is um, wondering how she's going to make it because she's got no boots and things like that you know <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah brilliant okay um and um you don't have to say but if anybody wants to like add you on Facebook or something I know you don't have like a page or anything but are you happy to say absolutely your names so yeah absolutely yeah I so love and do you know what's funny is I've, I've been added by horse people various things or I've met them at lessons and later on it's become a full circle yeah. they may have bought something I might have bought something from them they've helped me give advice on oh you know such and such they're buying a horse you know and there's been a further connection so no I'm always I'm always really up for making yeah. you know like-minded people getting together absolutely 
So there you go. That's Lindsay's story. I really hope that you've enjoyed listening to it. Please let me know if you've enjoyed it. And I'm sure Lindsay would love to know if you've enjoyed it as well. And look out for her at competitions. 